1: what's going on orlando magic fans welcome to the six-man show post-game live presented by rockham ah oh, man that was disappointing uh a night that was at least in my own brain very hyped up the first in-season tournament game in orlando magic history does not go as planned as the orlando magic fall to the brooklyn brooklyn nets 124 to 104 yeah, disappointing night, guys. Not gonna lie, I'm, I'm, uh, I did not expect this. I had very high expectations, very high hopes for this team. Um, forget the in-season tournament part. I mean, just for the fact that we had two days rest, playing against Brooklyn, a team that I think we are better than. At least I, I feel like we're better than. Um, but obviously tonight we were not even close. You know, they were 20 points better than us, and in a lot of ways, I think they deserve that win, uh, that margin especially. Uh, first off, tie on Mister TV. Uh, coming in hot as he so often does he says hit the like here to cry bro these super chats getting wild over here what is going on um yeah uh, thank you ty for that super chat appreciate that but he's right hit that like button please i've said it once i said it a million times please don't take uh take the Orlando magics performance out on us we had nothing to do with it we're just here to talk about it so yeah feel free to hit that like button uh always appreciate that yeah, so tonight, guys, uh, Six Man Show Postgame Live is presented by Rockham. Rockham is the world's largest sock store, and they are located in Central Florida, in Orlando. We love Rockham, and they love the Orlando Magic. And so we're super pumped to be partnering with them this season. Uh, Rockham.com is a great place to get uh, socks and underwear of your favorite teams, NFL, NHL, of course, the Orlando Magic, as well as college teams, too, UCF, FSU. Iowa State, whatever whatever floats your boat. And then, of course, non-sports things as well. They have all kinds of fun holiday-themed uh, socks and underwear, um, pop culture references, those kinds of things, Nickelodeon, Disney, Pixar, all that good stuff. But, yeah, Rockham is a great place to shop, uh, whether it's for you or for this holiday season, gifts for people you love. And when you do shop, you can use the code MAGIC20 to get 20% off your order online at Rockham.com. Big shout-out to Rockham. All right, chat want to hear from you I'm going to share obviously my thoughts on this in a little bit but I always want to start with you because um, I'm just kind of deflated I'll be honest again I some nights you know you expect a loss maybe or some nights you just don't play well or some night especially me I, I rarely go into a game with high expectations and I had high expectations for this game and uh, obviously it was not met was not met. Our friend, co-host of the Six Pan show, Luke Sylvia, says, got to get that dub tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. We'll talk about tomorrow later, but Chicago's not playing well. He just can't lose that game. That'll be really disappointing if we lose that one. Rich says, sometimes, or a lot of the time, our offense is bad. That's a very good analysis. <laughs> yes, Rich, I, I think you hit the, the nail on the head with that one. Lewis says, that was so ugly from the start to the finish. Yeah, I mean, yes and no. As a whole, it was ugly. There were some stretches there in the first half that were quite good. Uh, unfortunately, the stretches were too short. Um, Chris says, about as ugly as that court-ish. Yeah. David says, there's only one word to describe that game. Bruh. That's one word. Stefan says, uh, Pal needs to more, be more assertive with the ball when the shot clock is running down. Hate when he passes up last second. For a contested look, hoping someone will bail him out with the assist. Yeah, that happens several times a night, it feels like. Oh man, Chris says this game turned hard when Suggs got hurt. Also, Richard Jefferson is a trash announcer. Yeah, the second part is true for sure. First part, I have to think about that. I'm not sure. I'm trying to think I can't remember when in the game he went down with that injury. But yeah, I mean, obviously that whole second half things really kind of fell apart. Yeah, the only hero said it, Brick City in the fourth. Yeah, that was rough. Uh, Matthew says, Dinwiddie was always a magic killer, even when he was in Dallas. That's true, big time. Yeah, a lot of Richard Jefferson stuff here in the chat, which is true. Richard Jefferson is terrible. He's a horrible homer, as you said, MK. Oh, man, David S. says, that fourth quarter score makes me want to throw up. Yeah, yeah, that was rough. That was rough. Jay says, offense looked lost. Yep, several stretches. Sean says sorry about typing errors plus I'm usually drunk by now adding in the loss doesn't help oh my gosh Stephon says at least Paolo is hitting threes he was and then we started forcing him and so you know then he missed a couple but All right, Lachlan said are we interested in getting Buddy now mm, I don't know I don't know he's old compared to the core he's old I don't know All right, chat. Let's see. Um, Sean, yeah. This is what I'm about to talk about. Don't worry. We had their bigs in foul trouble all game. How do we lose? Yeah, Sean. Yep, I'm about to go hard on that because that is... (laughs) Uh, Times TV says, I hate when they pass up a layup for threes. Just attack the dang rim, especially when you have people in foul trouble. Yep, exactly right. Luke says, "Bring me Emmanuel quickly." Eh. Uh, on the bright side, the Nets' in-game halftime announcer was horrendous. Yeah, Shannon, that whole that whole show was rough. MK, I'm confused why AB was out so long. He's the close thing we have to a P, close thing to a PG we have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't understand that. He didn't play the entire fourth quarter. It's weird. Very strange. Very strange. Okay, guys. Um. So, oh gosh, man, I hate this. I I I really, like I said, had really high hopes for in general the magic in the end season tournament, and therefore in this game. I I again I really think that the magic can be better than the Nets. Especially with two days' rest. Oh man. I also apologize guys. I've worked already worked 40 hours this week. So if that tells you anything about how this week has gone. So I apologize for the on. But um yeah, I'm I'm just I'm this is the most disappointing result. Like I, like I said, I want to preface it with this. I usually go into games with very low expectations right now as a Magic fan and most of my teams um but tonight, I had very high expectations. I think that's why I'm so down, especially because how the second half went. Like, If we were off the whole game and you lose by this much just because you can't keep up, that's one thing. But the first half, obviously, in the first quarter, Nets get out to an early 13, 14-point lead, whatever. Uh, and then the Magic find a way to come back in in basically the end of the first and beginning of the second quarter. They get the lead in the second quarter. They allow another run by the Nets, and then the Magic take on another run and get that Franz heave. Well, that was in the end of the first quarter. Sorry, the Franz heave at the end of the first quarter to make it a nine-point game. Then they go on the run in the second quarter to take the lead and have the lead going to half. And so you you're like at that point, at least me, I'm like, I'm like, um, <laughs> like they've they've made they've weathered the storm. That's what I'm trying to say. They weathered the storm. The Nets had their had their run. Now you just got to play your game and you'll win. And so for the fact that the second half was just, just painful to watch, especially offense. Well, both sides, honestly, defensively as well, but offensively was really bad. Um, yeah, that I think that's where I'm. The disappointment lies. Disappointment lies. Well, Shannon, yeah, forty hours by Tuesday. Uh, my work week starts on Sunday, so it's forty hours over three days instead of two. But still, it's, it's been a, been a long week. Uh, but anyway. What I was saying was, again, I felt like we weathered the storm and then and then it was just like, okay, second half, you just play your game and you're going to win. I really felt like that after the first half. And so to come out there and just, yeah, nothing looked good either side of the ball. Soul Train, this is a good point. He says, I'm disapp- disappointed because Cam Thomas didn't even play for the Nets and we lost like that. Yeah, Exactly. I know we're losing Wendell and and uh Gary and Markel. I get that. That's important. But especially, I think we should beat the Nets without Cam Thomas with the people that we have. And we certainly shouldn't lose by 20. You lose by the Nets, the lose to the Nets by a close margin, whatever. That's basketball, that's the NBA, it happens. It can happen to anybody. But to lose by 20 in the second half, remember we had the uh yeah, we had the lead, a one point lead at the end of the first half. Am I right on that? We had the lead. It was one point, right? Let me see. Yeah, we had a one-point lead. No, we had a three-point lead. We had a three-point lead. So you lose the second half by 23. Woof. Let me see what that was. Oh, yeah. 31 to 26, and then 36 to 18 were the third and fourth quarters respectively. So, yeah, you lose 67 to 36 plus 8. Yeah, 44. Uh, okay. Um, yeah, that's rough. Um, guys, I'm I'm frazzled. I'm not going to lie. I just didn't expect that. I didn't expect that second half to go that way. And it was just like a, a train moving in slow motion. That's derailing. Like you see, or no, it's more like a car that's sitting on the train tracks. It got stuck and you know, the train is coming but you cannot move the car, and so you, like, you're like you just slowly watching it unfold and there's nothing you can do about it. That's kind of what it, that whole second half felt like. So, so helpless. Oh, man. Blake says, I thought Jalen dislocated his shoulder. I did too. I was really worried about that. You know, the way he landed, and like his arm was like this, and then I don't remember who it was, Dinwiddie or somebody came across and landed on him. I was afraid. Yeah, I thought for sure the guy landed right on his shoulder. Luckily, on the second angle, you could see he landed on his arm, but obviously he was okay to come back in the game. And not only did he come back in the game, just a couple possessions after he came back in the game, he tried to do that throwdown over—I don't remember who— one of the big guys for Brooklyn, which would have been maybe the dunk of the season already. That—that that was that certainly would have been the jam, hot chicken jam of the week. I'll tell you that—that's for sure. Um. Yeah, I, I, let's go ahead and talk about some of the things that just absolutely frustrated me, things you guys have already talked about. The fact that uh, first it was um, freaking uh, Nick Claxton gets in foul trouble, four fouls in the first half, and he comes, he's in the game early in the third quarter. He played like eight minutes in the third quarter, something like that. How many times did the Orlando Magic drive into Nick Claxton in the third quarter? I think it might be zero, maybe one. What is that? Like, at, at, I, 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 that was just baffling. Baffling to me. Makes no sense. I, and I know the Nets are an okay team. They're a fine team. I had them in the play-in in my preseason predictions. I think they're a fine team, and if Nick Claxton is taken out of the game, they have other guys. They have. I'll put it this way: even if Claxton is out of the game, out of the game, and Sharp is out of the game, they could play small and they could still probably beat you. But why wouldn't you try? Why wouldn't you try to get Nick Claxton? In I mean, he's already in foul trouble. Why not try to get him out of the game? Or at least give him his fifth foul in the third quarter, do something. That, to me, I mean, that... That's just... That's... It's on everybody, but ultimately it's on Coach Mosley. To me, like, if you you want your guys to attack somebody, you tell your guys to do that. And the fact they didn't for an entire, basically half. They started to get to the rim a little bit in the fourth quarter, but it was too little too late when they started. So that's part one. Like, try to get their best big man in foul trouble. But part two is that's what makes our, that's when our offense is at its best is when guys are getting to the rim and getting into the paint. And for much of that third quarter, it wasn't even, it wasn't even a part of like anyone's plan. I know we shot the ball well in the first half from three. And unfortunately the team fell in love with the three ball too much to where they're taking threes that are outside of the offense instead of taking threes that are in the flow of the offense. Which is rough. And the fact that it happens for such long stretches, that's what's concerning to me. That's what's, I should say, frustrating to me. That's frustrating to me. I, I just don't understand it. If it happens two, three possessions in a row, whatever. But it's the job of the coach, the job of the leaders on the team, the veterans, all the guys that are talking about accountability, it's their job
0: to be like, yo, this is not our offense. Just go to Indeed.com slash blue wire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash blue wire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
1: Right. Cameron says, how many points did we give Nets from turnovers? 20 plus for sure. And you know what? We're going to go through the box score. Actually, let's just to do it now. Let's go through the box score now. We'll go through the box score, and now we'll get to that number when we get to the team stats. Oops, let me pull up the... Yeah, oh, that's the right one. Here we go. Box score. All right. Um, yeah, Franz with 21, 8-5. and five, Very efficient night for Franz. Um, His last two threes, though, were heaves in the second half. Maybe both in the fourth quarter that were not good shots. But up until that... Very efficient night for Franz. I think he was 3 of 4 or 3 of 5 in the first half. And Paolo was 3 of 4 in the first half as well. Great night for Franz. Paolo, eh. Yeah, he shot the 3 ball really well in the first half, but he didn't offensively actually shot you know inside the 3-point arc pretty poorly in the first half. And that continued in the second half as well. He finished at 6 of 15. But 4 of 7 from 3, obviously you can't get mad at that. 3 of 6 from the free throw line. You want to see him hit at least one more. 6 boards, 3 assists, 2 steals, 1 block. This is good though. This is so surprised, Man, golly. Look at this. Like we lose by 20. Even though Paolo and Franz combine for 2 turnovers. Man, that's when you know like. That is when you know typical Magic basketball is not, is not happening. You know? Like the fact that. That those two combined for two turnovers typically is serious recipe for success. You combine for two turnovers and you lose by 20. That's so strange. First got to interrupt, Meh says, Meanwhile, Thunder and Spurs are playing on national TV. Barf. First off, Meh, thank you for the super chat. Very appreciative. Yeah, Jonathan and I talked about this on Playback. Uh, if you weren't a uh, part of our Playback broadcast tonight, Honestly, there were four games. Well, the Magic game ended up not being a single-digit game. At halftime, uh, or maybe it was in the third quarter, whenever I brought this up, there were four games that were similar start time as that Oklahoma City-San Antonio game, four in-season tournament games that were all one-possession game. It was our game. It was the Hornets-Heat, Pistons-Hawks, and, oh, yeah, Pacers-Sixers. All four of them were single-digit games. And meanwhile, OKC San Antonio was like a 25-point game. And it was just kind of like, that's what you get. That's what you get, TNT, for playing playing silly games. And also, Wimby and Chet didn't even play well. I checked at the end of the third quarter, and they were both in single digits. Like, it's gross. (laughs) Gross. Anyway, Chris says, uh, also, Isaac should have been in the game at the end because they were exploding. Uh, Oh, I think... um, they were, uh, yeah, they were exploding. I think, oh, I know what you're trying to say. Um, Exploiting, that's what you're trying to say. They were exploiting Goga. Yeah, I don't understand why any, especially when we needed offense, why is Mo Wagner not in the game? I don't understand that. The Jonathan Isaac thing is interesting though. Because we play tomorrow, he only played 12 minutes tonight. Does that mean, does that mean, does that mean we're going to see Jonathan Isaac on a back to back? I don't know, folks. That would be that would be madness. That would the internet would explode. If Jonathan Isaac played on a back to back, I'm just saying. Only played 12 minutes tonight after playing 16 and 17 in his last two games. But tonight he gets 12. So we'll see. That's a big question for tomorrow. Uh, let's see what else here. I'm just trying to play catch up on the chat before we finish out the rest of this box score. Uh, having a back-to-back and playing 35-plus minutes is wild, by the way. Yeah, he's referring to Franz and Paolo. Yeah, again, something else I mentioned on the playback. The fact that our starters were in this game for those last four minutes or so, baffling to me. On the one hand, I understand it's an in season tournament game, and the point differential matters. But on the other hand, you play back-to-back. And you're playing in Chicago tomorrow. A game that not only matters for the standings, but really matters for the psyche of this team, if you ask me. Like, this felt like a pretty deflating loss. And you go to Chicago, a team that is reeling, by the way. They are a mess in Chicago. And so if if you go there and lose tomorrow, that's not good. And so, yeah, the fact that you're playing your key guys 35 minutes, first night of back-to-back, and they're playing meaningless minutes at the end of the game. I didn't understand that at all. Oh, man, 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 man. Let's see. Yeah, Blake, Jingles gave us a lift. Absolutely. Except, <laughs> hold off on Joe Ingles. I'm going to talk about Joe Ingles in a second. All right, let's let's uh, let's take a look at the rest of the box score. I'm getting sidetracked. Franz Powell, we talked about them. Gogo was Gogo. I mean, 14 points. He cleaned up a lot of stuff at the rim, and he was 6 of 7 from the field. I mean as far as finishing at the rim tonight this is probably goga's maybe goga's best game he's had some nights where he's had some struggles at the rim jalen obviously cooled off big time from his last two games um both from two and from three and a pretty relatively for jalen standards empty box score only two steals and a block and three turnovers as well not jalen's best this is interesting though a mile away from everyone else in plus minus a minus 27 Interesting. Anthony Black. What like what happened here? Obviously a very quiet name for quiet game for Anthony Black, but why did he not play in the fourth quarter at all? What was that about? I I I, I don't understand that. Very, very confusing night for rotations. Again, I know it's the first night of back to back, but it just it, it just didn't make a, lot, a whole lot of sense. All right, here we are, Joe Ingles. Joe Ingles, 4-4 from the field, 3-3 from three. Three boards, four assists, a steal, a block, a turnover, which was a bad turnover, and 11 points. That's great. All that scoring was in the first half. Did not get a shot in the second half. Why? Why? Why is that happening? I don't understand that. Poor Cole Anthony could not buy a bucket tonight. He had some great looks. A couple of them were like in and out, but he ends up two of 10, including two of eight from three <laughs> great six boards. I just love Cole Anthony as a rebounder. He's so good. Two assists. Did have four turnovers, and a couple of those were really bad. A couple of terrible passes. 10 points. Mo Wagner. A quiet night, considering how well he's been playing lately. 11 points, 3 or 4 from the field. Did not take a 3. 5 or 6 from the free throw line. 6 boards, 4 assists. Then we had Jonathan Isaac. We talked about him a little bit already. 3 points, 1 or 4 shooting, 3 boards, assist, 2 steals, and a block. And then we had 3 other players play tonight. The, the most players we've had play in quite some time. As Caleb Houston, Jet Howard, and Shuma Okk all got some minutes. Caleb Houston, uh, one of one from three for his three points. Jet Howard and Chuma did not score. Uh, Let's take a look at some of these team stats. Um, Refresh this sometimes. ESPN needs a little refresh. Yep, so, woof. Yeah, I see what's being discussed in the chat. Aaron says it, and we're going to mention it here. Brooklyn shoots 54% from the field, 48% from three. Ugh. Man, Spencer Dinwiddie, actually let's look at their individuals. Spencer Dinwiddie ended up with 29 on 5 of 10 from 3. Mikkel Bridges 21 of 3 of 5 from 3. Yeah. Then you had Royce O'Neal 4 of 6 from 3. Lonnie Walker 3 of 6 from 3. Good grief. Oh man. Man, you take away Dory Finney-Smith Dorian Finney-Smith, I can't talk. And you take away Dennis Smith Jr. and everybody else was 50% or greater (laughs) from 3. I guess Cam Johnson was 3 of 7 but still that's 42%. Good grief man. It's a mixed bag right? Like, I would say the Magic did not play good defense tonight but also the Nets made some really tough shots several times. Several of those threes were were tough but I mean still a lot of them were wide open. So that sucks. I'm going to interrupt this to, to bring this up. This is good. Sean says, Wall Street Plaza Friday night. I'm taking Sunrail for the first time. Can't wait to party with you guys Friday. Yeah. It's a great time to mention that. Friday night, our first watch party this season. And it's a big one. <laughs> I'm going to talk about it later why it's a big one. Uh, but yeah, Wall Street Plaza. Watch party for the Magic second in-season tournament game. This one will be in Chicago against the Bulls. It's going to be a great time if you came out to our NBA Draft Lottery watch party, which was truly insane, by the way. Same spot as that. Hopefully the same vibes. should be a good time. Sean, definitely pumped. I, unfortunately, will not be able to be there, but our obviously hosted six-man show, Jonathan Osborne, will be there. As well as some other people. So, uh, yeah, it'll be a good time. Definitely uh, looking forward to it. It'll be fun. All right, rest of these team stats really quick. Uh, Yeah, shooting, we talked about it. The defense wasn't good enough. 16-21 and from the free throw line. You'd like to see them hit a couple more, but I mean, the Nets only went 65%. You you lose the offensive rebound battle, which is interesting, especially considering how many shots you missed. (laughs) They missed way less shots and got more offensive rebounds. It's disappointing. that The Magic have been on a tear lately on the offensive glass. So you got out-rebounded, uh 23 assists on 36 field goals. Wow. That's that's pretty good. Um nine steals, four blocks, sixteen turnovers. I mean, sixteen turnovers isn't not great, but we've had worse. But look at these fast break points, man. Thirty one to seven in favor of Brooklyn. Sheesh. But this is the bad one right here. Only thirty six points in the paint. That's just not good enough. That's how you know the magic are not playing their style of basketball. Only thirty six points in the paint. Yeah, not good. Oh man. Let's see here. Uh I'll come over here and we'll look at one more little bit of uh yeah, we said points in the paint already fast, break points, biggest lead, bench points. Okay, so yeah, as you would expect. Magic lose the bench bench points forty one to thirty eight. Uh points off turnovers. Yeah, Brooklyn with twenty seven on compared to Magic sixteen. Not good. Uh, chat, let's see what we're, what we're saying here. Um, Ryan says, it's a great idea to take Sunrail to Wall Street Plaza. Yes, you can. Yeah, absolutely can do that. Uh, Dizzy says, this will go down as the night I started hating Spencer Dinwiddie. I've not been a fan of Spencer Dinwiddie for a while, but yeah, this one hurts. Still says, this loss hurt more because it was an in-season tournament game. Yeah. I've got a speech about the in-season tournament coming up. <laughs> Don't worry. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, uh, let's take a look at uh, the other scores around the NBA, especially because it is a in-season tournament night. Uh, the games that are finished, the Heat, unfortunately, did finish uh, with the win over the Hornets, the Hawks over the Pistons. The Pistons got it down to a one-point game with like 90 seconds left after trailing, I believe, almost the entire game. I was really hoping the Pistons could pull that out, but the Hawks win. Pacers continue to just soar. They are 7-4. and four. They beat the Sixers 132-126. to 126. Again, the Magic play in Indianapolis on Sunday against the Pacers. That is going to be very interesting because if you let the Brooklyn Nets score 31 fast break points and let them get a lot of open threes, what are the Pacers going to do to you if you play like this tonight, like you did tonight? You play like that on Sunday. What are the Pacers going to do to you? They're going to drop 150 on you. We got to be locked in on Sunday night. And then the the comedic one: the Thunder beat the Spurs 123 to 87 on TNT. That's what you get TNT. And uh, let's take a look at how this how this box score ended. I already know, but uh, look at this: eight points for Victor Wembanyama. He did have 14 boards. Is that yeah? Two blocks, five turnovers. Chet with nine points, seven boards, three assists, two steals, and a block. So nine points for Chet, eight points for Wimby. Again, that's what you get at TNT. That's what you get. Before we go to the standings, Kyle says brighter days ahead. You better believe it, man. You better freaking believe it. You guys just cannot forget that we are just two years away, or I should say two years removed. From nights like this being every night where we're losing by double digits. what? How many games did we lose that year? 59, whatever it was. Yeah. So brighter days, we're already in brighter days than two years ago, and even more brighter days are ahead. David says, Pacers have no defense, so I'm not concerned about scoring points. Now, whether we win or not, we shall see. I don't know, David. I don't know. I am absolutely concerned about scoring points. We we really struggle with that on some nights, <laughs> like tonight in the second half. So we'll see. Sean says, lots of brighter days. This is an exciting time to be a Magic fan. Best in 20 years for me. Man, I tell you. Yeah, maybe not 20 years. I mean, obviously the Dwight era was <laughs> just insane. But as far as a bright future, it's as bright as it's ever been, I think. Wolves Warriors got crazy. Oh, yeah, I got to look at the other games. That was just the final games. Let's see. Um, Jazz Blazers. Jazz are up on the Blazers. Clippers are up on the Nuggets. And Timberwolves Warriors just tipped off. All right, let's take a look at these standings, and uh, I'm gonna give my final thoughts on this game, and then season tournament, and talk about uh, tomorrow night and Friday night, and then we'll call tonight. So yeah, your Magic are now five and five on the regular season which is good enough for uh, eighth seed right now in the East. One, actually a half game back of the Nets. The Nets jumped you there with that win tonight. Um, let's take a look at these in-season tournament standings. Yep. So the Magic and the Bulls have both lost their first games and one The Raptors still have not played an in-season tournament game. That's so odd. Meanwhile, the Nets have played three of their four. <laughs> I wonder when the Nets' last game is, in-season tournament game. Let's take a look. Um, oh, this isn't, this doesn't, oh, that's lame. Let me see. It's a Tuesday. So it's this one right here. So they play Toronto on the 28th. That's, that's the last game of the season turn. last day of the season tournament. It's so strange how they do this anyway. Um, yeah, so magic behind the eight ball here for sure. And then obviously the point differential, that's what the, they were talking about on the broadcast. You are now minus 20 in point differential. So <laughs> any tiebreaker up here. You're pretty much doomed unless you beat someone by 20. We'll see. We'll see. Um, Yeah, so my last thoughts on this game, talking about tomorrow, talking about Friday. Uh, Again, I'm just disappointed. Oh, wait, you're saying, okay, hold on. Wait, wait, wait. Wolves, Warriors got crazy. Draymond put Gobert in a rear naked choke. Three ejections already? What? Already in this game that just started? They're like... Two minutes into it and three guys got ejected? Is that right? Oh, man. I'm going to have to go check that out. Play by play. Yo, what? Less than two minutes into the game, Jaden McDaniels ejected. Draymond Green ejected. Clay Thompson ejected. (laughs) Oh, I'm going to go watch that as soon as we get done on here. That's insane. That's crazy. Okay, all right. Let me let me put let me put a cap on this, guys. And we're gonna call it a night and watch that. And then I'm gonna go to bed. Uh, yeah. I, as I said to start this show, I very disappointed. I had very high expectations for this game. I thought this this team was up, gonna be up for the challenge, especially for this game. The the Nets are a team that the Magic can beat. If we started with the Celtics or something, maybe it was different. But the the Nets are a team the Magic can beat. And so to go out there and play like that in the second half, the way that we did, very disappointing. But here's what it does. It really puts the pressure on this team. First for tomorrow. Um, Sorry, I'm interrupting here because Chris Haynes has just tweeted that DeMar DeRozan will not play tomorrow against the Magic. He'll be away from the team and miss Wednesday's game uh, to attend to a family matter. So that's something. I don't know what that's gonna mean for the Magic because Chicago's a mess anyway. Colby, good night, man. Thanks for tuning in. Appreciate it, bro. Um, okay, so here's what here's what tonight does for the Magic. Big picture here puts all the pressure on this team tomorrow. Second night of a back to back. You don't want to have a losing streak. You don't want to start your road trip zero and two. But it's the second night of a back to back against a Chicago team that is absolutely desperate, and they're going to be without DeMar DeRozan tomorrow. So someone's going to try to step in and fill the void. It's a lot of pressure. But then there's the scope of the in-season tournament. Now, the in-season tournament, you cannot afford to lose two games in your group. If you lose two games in your group, you're done. You cannot... There's no way you can advance, especially now with with the Celtics. Um, yeah, so, so that puts all the pressure on Friday. Friday's game in Chicago again. So now, this Magic team... This young Magic team, all the pressure is on their shoulders for these next two games in Chicago. And again, you add to it that Chicago is a mess right now. And so, all the mojo is not in Chicago's favor. So, in theory, those are two games you got to win. But again, that's pressure. That's literally pressure on this young team. How are they going to respond to that? I don't know. What makes me really sad is that if you lose on Friday to Chicago, then the two in-season tournament games at home in Orlando mean nothing more than regular season games. Which stinks. So that means you got to win Friday. And if you win Friday, then all of a sudden, the two games in Orlando become really, really important and therefore have the better potential to produce a really, really fun atmosphere. So we'll see. We'll see. Hopefully they can bounce back tomorrow. Hopefully they can bounce back on Friday. But... We will see. Speaking of tomorrow, you can find me right back here tomorrow night after the Orlando Magic take on the Chicago Bulls in Chicago. A regular season game, not in-season tournament game. Hopefully they can bounce back. Hopefully they can beat the Bulls. We owned the Bulls last year. Would love to see them do that again. It's at 8 o'clock Eastern tip-off time on Valley Sports Florida. And then join me right here after the game. Have a great day tomorrow, everybody. But until then, let's go Magic.